Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the very last episode of Finding Your Mind. Yep, I decided I was no longer going to post these um, podcast episodes. I don't know, I just have a different feeling towards something else. April Fool's! Why the hell would I ever? Never. This is my life, alright? I would never leave. I'm not leaving. It's also Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. That means three episodes this week. Who am I? I don't know. It might be these Celsius things, but I'm just, it's not the, it's not the canned drinks, guys. They come with those little powder sticks now. Could be some drugs, but I, I doubt it. But I'm just letting you know, uh, the Celsius powder sticks, woo! Hear that? It's getting me jazzed up. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I am. I think, I think I just got super excited to talk to you guys because lately I've just been focused on myself a lot more and I love it and I love talking to you guys and I love talking about my past and trying to figure out things and ways I can survive still from things that happened to me. So I wanted to chat today more in depth about things that I kind of touched on Wednesday's episode, which was about um, my start in this journey of finding my mind and kind of where everything kind of stemmed from really my daddy issues my abandonment issues my compulsive lying like all of these things I have episodes to come about it all because it's it's true I think it's honest uh the most honest I can be to myself and to you guys because I think you need to be honest with yourself about your past and what it's done to you because you don't want to keep hiding and running from it because you're not going to solve anything and history repeats itself so just just keep that in mind but today's episode I wanted to kind of uh chat to you a little bit about raising yourself because I had to raise myself as a child and I feel like a lot of us had to so I kind of want to go in on an episode of that so I hope you guys can enjoy this but before that I wanted to start with um, some personal stuff and I don't know I kind of wanted to start maybe every episode with some personal life stuff so you guys can keep connected with me and I can keep connected with you so that being said today's April 1st which is a new month right that being said, and everything else going to be said a million times, like I said, oh my god, okay, hold on, give me a minute, give me a minute, I don't know who I am today, but, okay, personal stuff, I'm starting this challenge today, and this challenge is called the 75 day hard challenge, it's a mental toughness challenge, where I can't eat out, and I have to, like, uh, create every meal at home, and, and drink, tons like a gallon of water as well as not drink any alcohol I also have to read 10 pages and a self-development book every single day and uh have two 45 minute workouts one must be outside and uh they both actually can be walks it just it's kind of just a mental toughness it's not a fitness challenge but anyway I have to do that for 75 days straight and if I fail one day I have to start completely over day one so it's a mental toughness challenge. If you guys want to join me on that, that would be intense. But you don't have to start that because I'm starting it because I want to see if it's even fucking possible for a, a very busy person. I am a bonus mom every other week and I have a podcast to write. I have my own job, my in-home care job that I take care of people. And um, I just do a lot of living. Uh, so I'm in a relationship. So I do a lot of stuff. And I'm tired all the time and I barely have time for these things, but I want to see if I can actually prioritize and make time for 
the 75 day mental toughness challenge thing. I want to see if it's actually like worth it. I want to see if I can succeed and if it's a possibility for everybody, because I don't know. It's just, it's, it's intriguing to me because a lot of people fail it apparently. So I can see why a gallon of water is where I'm probably going to fail. I don't drink water. Like I drink a little bit, but I don't know. I've never really been a water drink. That's probably why I have like stomach issues and stuff. But anyway, I will, every episode that I post, I will at least update you on what day I'm on and uh, how it's going and if I failed or kept going because honestly, oh my God, I I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting into, but me and my really close friend is, she's my best friend. I don't know why I said close friend like that. That's, that's, that's degrading. Okay. Anyway, I meant to say best friend are doing this challenge together. So wish us both luck. Um, I don't know if I'm going to post about it on Instagram or anything, but I might, I I don't know. I just want to kind of do it for myself, but you guys now know. So who's ever listened to the podcast, you know that I'm in excruciating mental toughness pain. So anyway, let's hop into this podcast episode today on raising ourselves. Okay. So when I was younger, I've seen a lot of traumatic things, as most of us have, and that's why you're listening today. I witnessed a lot of anger and sadness, as well as uh, grown-ups not really being grown-ups. So I had, to, I had to essentially raise myself. When I say this, I mean I really had to be my own parent. I had no real father figure growing up. I had people, yeah, but uh, I just didn't have my father, the one that helped create this amazing soul of a human. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry, not sorry. And I didn't really have an active mother either. She was recovering from alcoholism for a lot of my life. She was an alcoholic and then she was recovering. So just think about that. If you, if you know, you know, like if you're going through that, you you understand that situation and the relapses, but you, you know, okay. So I had to fend for uh, myself a lot. I remember this one moment. Oh my God, this story, this story cracks me up. Okay. But it's so wholesome too. And it's actually kind of sad, but (laughs) I remember this one moment in the kitchen I was alone and I was super fucking hungry. So I decided to feed myself. And I think I was about like six, seven, eight, around that age. I can't remember the age I was, but it was around there. And I was afraid of most things like in the kitchen. So I didn't really cook. I couldn't cook. You know what I mean? Because like I didn't want to get close to knives. And that's because it's due to my mom chasing my stepdad around the house with him. But, you know, it is what it is. I also stayed away from like anything cooking, like cutting or anything that could like burn me. Like, goodbye. Uh, no, scared of everything. But anyways, I was in the kitchen and I saw that there were an open bag of Ritz crackers and I grabbed them and I put them on paper towel and I proceeded to grab that nasty single sliced rubber cheese from the fridge and I put it right on top of the cracker, right? Okay. But there was a twist. I became a little chef and got very creative in the kitchen growing up. And that's actually probably why I actually love cooking today. Like I am obsessed with cooking. Anyway, the twist was to put it in the microwave. I had to put it in the microwave and try and melt that cheese. But if you know, that single slice craft cheese never fucking melts. It burns. It don't melt. It freaking burns. But anyway, that's what I ate most days. I didn't know what a meal really was. I also didn't know what family dinners looked like or felt like. I didn't have the conversations of what did you learn at school today or how was your day? I had to walk myself to school every single day. It wasn't like, a, oh, it's just right around the corner. It was more like a 20-minute walk, which to a high schooler, that's okay. But to a fourth grader, it was, wasn't really ideal. It was scary. 
We didn't have a bus to pick us up because we were still in walking distance, so they truly didn't care. I had to walk home every day, rain or shine, but I did get lucky and had a friend walk with me every day. We lived on the same block, and his mother couldn't take him or pick him up either. So we just we walked together. So, I, you know, that was the light at the end of the tunnel for me when it came to that. But I never had new clothes. I wore the same outfits most days. I wasn't dirty because I knew I needed to keep myself together. Because if I don't, then people would have asked questions, and I would have got yelled at. Or worse, if my mom figured out. Or if she got a fucking phone call from school. Like, I tried my best. Like, she she never f- told me to do those things, but I felt the need to. Because I was so afraid. I was so afraid to slip up. Like, I, it was bad. When I started getting older, though, I started really noticing that I was my own parent. When I got to middle school, it really showed. My mother would never show up to any of the like parent-teacher conferences or anything for that matter. I finally got to ride the bus though, so I didn't have to walk, which was a nice step up. But the bigger problem was that I missed it most days because I didn't have an alarm clock to wake up to. Um, So I kind of just hoped for the best and tried to wake up before the sun rose. But you know, it is what it is. But when I missed the bus, I would ask my mom, or try to ask my sleeping mother, to take me in her car that she had. Yeah, she had a car. But uh, she wouldn't. She would never wake up. And so I missed a lot of school. Which brings me to a thing called truancy. I was on truancy until I graduated high school. It's a program that essentially keeps you accountable to go to school. And if you didn't, you would get a call and told that if you miss any more days of school in that year, <laughs> whoo, you'd be uh, sent to juvie. So, yeah. But it's sad because I wasn't even a bad kid. Like, I didn't skip school. I wasn't mean to people. Like, I, I stood up for a lot of people. I just didn't, I just couldn't make it to school. I started cheering. So, here, here comes a big part of my life. This is kind of what saved me on my journey. Not a lot of people get these opportunities in their lives, though. They have to create them themselves. Mine just happened. And I dove into it. I took the opportunity. I started cheering. And uh, if you knew me at that age, you knew that I actually had a huge hatred towards cheerleaders, not because of who they were, but because what they represented to society. And it, I just, I hated it. I've always had, why would you do this to yourselves? And I hate that girls are known for this. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those moments growing up, which was so funny for me, but whatever. So I hated it. I thought it was the dumbest sport in the world. And yeah, I say sport. So now you know something. But uh, if I'm being honest, it is truly what saved me and kept me pushing for a better self. And this is essentially why, because, uh, uh, well, first of all, I have to tell you that it wasn't high school. I got to preface this. It wasn't high school cheer. So it was all star. So it was more intense by far. And uh, it taught me a lot. So this is what kind of what it taught me. It taught me discipline and leadership. It taught me to never give up because you don't know what's around the corner. It taught me that hard work is 100% worth it. And it taught me how to stay fucking dedicated to a task. My ADHD never would never. <laughs> but it did. It taught me a lot of that. It also taught me how to stay focused and how to keep practicing because without practice, how can you get better? Like for real. But with all of that, with all of that goodness that came out of it, it cost a lot of money. And I didn't have parents to pay for that at all. 
I had competitions, camps, uniforms, warm-ups, hotels, and food to think about. I was a competitive cheerleader, so we had competitions, and we also did more than that. We did a lot of parades and a lot of money, thousands of dollars I would have to raise. Thousands. So it taught me. It taught me how to raise money. I worked my ass off to be able to stay in that sport. It meant the world to me. I did everything I could. I did car washes and raffle tickets and cleaning houses to mowing lawns to having to borrow money from other cheer moms and later pay back. It was the best thing that's ever happened to my life. It helped me say no to peer pressure because I didn't want anything getting in the way of my progress. I was doing good. I was feeling good. I felt like I had a purpose in the moment. I never drank, not even a sip of alcohol because I was around drunk people all the time and didn't want to end up like that. I never had sex with a boyfriend because frankly, I never had time. And also I was just afraid to get pregnant. In all seriousness, I was afraid to get pregnant because then I wouldn't be able to cheer. So that's that. And then I also never smoked any form of things that you can smoke because uh, first of all, my mom smoked cigarettes constantly like she was a chain smoker and that smell if you know you fucking know does not come out of anything you can clean your clothes 98 times and still smell like a whole goddamn hot box room of cigarettes it's disgusting but you know i you know that's a good thing that came from a past i didn't have to smoke my lungs are okay i think i don't know i stay with them all for so long i might have secondhand smoke problems but you know i am the poster child so it's Look at me now. I'm just kidding. All right. But anyway, I also didn't have a lot of friends either. And the reason for that is because I didn't really want anyone to know who I was, where I came from, what was happening at my house. I lied a lot, which in my last episode, I talked about my compulsive lying. And that's why, because I was trying to cover it all up. And I lied and I lied and I lied and I lied even more to cover another lie. So I didn't have friends. It was too exhausting for me for so long. And then uh, I just, it became a habit. I stopped compulsive lying, but then I didn't have any friends. I had a handful and I still have some good friends now. But like I said, now I wanted to, I really wanted to talk about uh, what it created for me today. What it's done for me. What is my past influence today? I also wanted to let you know that no matter the severity of your situation growing up, that uh, you can still find the lessons in it and you can start creating a more positive outlook on those negative things and start seeing your life as a blessing and not a horrible thing because your life, regardless of your story, is a beautiful fucking story to tell. And I know it might have seemed ugly, but look at you now. Holy shit, I'm so fucking proud. You listening to this right now, I I see you. I I feel your energy and your presence and I... A hundred percent know you're fucking amazing for what you have conquered. Are you kidding? I don't care if anyone hasn't even said that they're proud of you. They are. And so am I. Okay, mom's done. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. Moving on. I, I did grow up raising myself. Mentally, uh, physically, and emotionally. But I'm very proud of it. And so should you. It's not It's not easy. Man, it's gotten me into very difficult conversations with some people around me. But it taught me at the earliest of age to keep a lookout. Become an observer of all. Watch what people say and do. 
and then don't say or do those things. I got the title. This is funny. I got the title of being stubborn and prude. Stubborn because I knew what I didn't want and prude because I learned to say no to things that didn't benefit me. Raising yourself builds the ultimate character. The person who will face a lot of darkness, but will know why she or he is being faced with it. It feels lonely. It feels like you have no one to run to for your problems. And you've created this persona of not needing anyone. Which later in your journey, you will figure out that, yeah, whilst you can do all these things alone and be the boss bitch that you truly need to be, and of course, independent queen, it's way easier with help. I promise you now, and it's faster. Just saying. Whatever you're trying to to accomplish, it's always faster with help. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've been through. Don't, don't lie to yourself like that, all right? Raising yourself has put this weight on you to the point where you have no room for error. You are still stuck in survival mode, which is creating hardship for you. I say this because it did for me. I was scared to ever let anyone close to me because they would leave or I would create lies to myself thinking they're going to leave. So then I leave them first so they don't leave. It's a mess, but I know you've done it too. That's what happens. Raising yourself also creates difficulties in your love life. Oh God, does it? It makes you overthink every situation because you were raised around uncertainty. It takes a long time to trust someone. It really does. It takes a long time to trust someone because you've seen broken trust firsthand. You don't let yourself live in the moment because you were so worried. You were so fucking worried that you will end up where you were when you were growing up. Life isn't easy for you because you are living in reality. You know the ugly truth about most things. And you don't want to keep wasting the time you have on teaching others how to see things your way. You will expect your partners to be just like you. Or like the father or mother you never had. But as you start to notice these things day after day, you will find the way, you will find the ways, not just a way, you'll find the ways to be more understanding of others and why they do the things they do. Just like you do the things you do. Your mind will forever keep pushing you through life. It will never give up on you and it will never leave you. All these situations you were faced with And having your mind just keep racing. I promise you this. You are meant for greatness. Do you understand? You are meant to be a teacher. Not in the school sense, but in the sense of helping not only yourself, but so many others understand difficulties in their own lives. Use your story as a guide for other people. You'll be open-minded with a kind heart and you will share your story to help the younger generation become stronger. Raising yourself is a superpower and I am proud of you. Look how far you have come. Look at all these falls you got up from. You are so powerful and it's really time for you to see this. I love you guys tremendously. And I hope you have a great rest of your Friday. And I will see you on the next episode of Finding.